broadcasting from a blanket fort in a basement in Utah. Chuck and Todd are the Wild Nerds. Take that, the pace! Hi, and welcome to Wild Nerds. This is episode 169. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And... Bass drop! What? 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 Where'd you get the lights? What? Why are you? Where? Why are you wearing fuzzy pants? Why am I wearing goth industrial leather? Just go with the music, man. I'm, no, I'm old. Just dance. And my bones can't take that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Why? Fine. What? Why? Why? A little rave on wheel nerds might be, you know. Why? Because dancing. I'm not going to put these tabs in my mouth. No. Why are we doing this? I have questions. It seemed, it seemed like it was, it was, you know, we hadn't had a rave in such a long time. We've never had a rave. It's a long time. We don't rave. <laughs> We're suburban dads. Well, okay, you just want to be a total killjoy. You're suburban dad. Okay, yeah, I see your point. <laughs> your point. In that case, we are suburban dads. Fine, okay, we'll change the smooth jazz. <laughs> ah. So, did you see what the market did this week? I don't know which one I like better. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about these this new thing the city's doing with letting people grow their grass long? Longer than two inches? Yeah. I'm against it. Mm. Yeah, it looks mm. shabby. Yeah. Brings in an unwanted element. Yeah. 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 I was talking to the guy who mows my lawn, Jose. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't talk to him because... Sure. You know, well, you know. Yeah. But uh, I was motioning mm-hmm. um, excitedly at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think I got my point across. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you have, to, you have to be very clear. It helps if you talk slowly Loudly, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. still knocking twenty dollars off his bill this week. Okay, I think that's fair. That's yeah. only reasonable, right? <laughs> Why is that so natural? <laughs> oh, no, <we're> back. <laughs> no. Angry letters. <laughs> now, well, begin. Angry letters. We're going to get guys being like, "Yeah, I, I, I get it. What? Why? Yeah, what? I don't. I, you did the two inches. I, yeah. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> shabby, shabby, shabby." <laughs> I'm going to point out at this point that you got you, you gave me that nice mower, and uh, I really don't use it as much as I should. Don't you have two? No, no, just the one. Just the one? Yeah. Yeah, but my uh, my lawn looks like ass. Why? Because I basically let it go until it's embarrassing, and then no. I'm like, fuck it, I guess I'll mow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there. My lawn looks terrible, and like all my neighbors with their immaculate lawns are like walking by the house and like looking at the grass that's growing seeds on my lawn, and <laughs> morning glory is taking over half of it, and I'm in the garage happily working on a bike. Boom! Hey, Todd, you have a good one. You got to think about mowing your lawn? Oh, I'm busy today. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we can mow it for you. I can show you some, some stuff about fertilizing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> you're, you're literally holding a motorcycle over your head. Isn't, isn't that work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're, you're, you're having a, a little bit of disagreement? No, no, I don't think there's any actual disagreement. Can I have the lawnmower back? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm, I might need one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. 
you move into a, a house. If I move into a house with a bigger lawn, with a with a lawn, mm-hmm. <laughs> with a yard <laughs> equipped with yard that doesn't come with guys on self-propelled lawnmowers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, depending on where you buy the house, you know, if you're in one of those gated communities, I'm not going to be in it. No, it'd be great if you're in a gated community because you go up to the gate, you'd be like boop 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 boop. <laughs> I did code right. Boop 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 boop. The guy in the little, the guy in the little kiosk would be like, over there, the back entrance. <laughs> the mowers are in the shed. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> That's another fine week at Wheel Nerds. Yep. This episode of Wheel Nerds is brought to you, of course, by the good folks at Helite Motorsports Vests. Makers of the airbag vests, both the air nest, the old cool vest, and the new fancy turtle vest. Uh, yeah, but, and we each own a different one. Yes. You have the newer fancy, and I have the uh, the air nest. And they're both red. You can't go wrong, seriously. Yeah, so check them out, helightmoto.com. Also available is our key tags. Yes, indeedy. So, you know, go to wheelnerds.com, check out the merchandise page, mm-hmm. buy some key tags and stickers. And If help. you're selling a bike without a title, this will help reinforce the fact that it is, in fact... Not stolen. <laughs> On which note, I think it's time to peruse the classifieds. Yes, let's go straight to the classifieds. All right. This first one's one I found here locally. Mm-hmm. See if you can spot the thing that makes me crazy. Six grand, a 2014 Yamaha Bolt. Love this bike. It breaks my heart to part ways from, but I need money to buy an engagement ring. Has about 7,500 miles, and I just bought new tires less than 1,000 miles ago. Had a backseat for passengers. Fun bike. If interested or have any questions, give me a call or shoot me a text. So I see this, the, per, the mistake this person made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a back seat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's clearly the. No, it's actually the part, but I need money to buy an engagement ring. Right. Well, I mean, because he had a back seat. Imagine if he didn't have that back seat. He oh, might that would have been a problem. God, he might right. not be in this predicament. This story would have come off very, very differently. Yeah. He not put on the back seat. He would have been advertising, got to sell my bike because I'm buying a new one. That's even <laughs> awesomer. <laughs> this one was insufficiently awesome and I need to awesome it up. So he's looking for six grand to buy an engagement ring. What? Then that's the part that really just, I'm like, okay. You are buying too expensive an engagement ring. Yeah, because you still got to buy a wedding ring after that. Because how old do you think this dude is? Seriously. 19. Yeah. I'm thinking 19, like <laughs> 20. maybe early 20s tops. Yeah. Right? In Orem, Utah, home, happy Maybe Valley. 21, 20. Yeah, right. Yeah. $6,000 for a wedding? No! Not even a wedding ring. Engagement ring. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, engagement ring. Yeah. Yeah, this ain't a wedding yeah, ring. Right. 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 Yeah. Buy, buy, here's a, here's a hint. Buy something cheap. And then go <laughs> buy something fancy when you're older and tastes have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get a family ring. Somebody in your family has a family ring. Go get it. Use that and then buy something fancy later. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, my fiance and I are wearing for engagement rings. Mm-hmm. They're $20, uh, rubber rings. Oh, I thought that was a gasket from a bike. I thought that was really cool. No, I don't. <laughs> but it, 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And they look nice and mm-hmm. no one's worried about losing them and, yeah. you know. I've got one of those tungsten carbide ones, although I have no idea where to put it recently. I, my old wedding ring was a tungsten ring. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, um, they're not kidding about how brittle it is. Because mm-hmm. when you hit that thing with a hammer, angry after your divorce and you had to move out of your house and take all your stuff with you and you got to start your whole fucking life over. Uh huh. Yeah, it smashes really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah. There you have it. <laughs> Not bitter. No, no. Hey, what do you care? You upgraded. That's true. Now I, I got someone who was like super happy that we were doing the, these rings. We're going to buy like, I, I did buy her a nice ring that was like a couple hundred bucks for the engagement, but she wears the rubber one because she's like, Shit, I don't want to ruin the good one. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We're just using a family ring for my wife. Yeah. I mean, well. I, how important really are the rings? I, I can't, like, have we, have we gotten to the part where I don't know where mine is right now? <laughs> And uh, $20, I've got three rings, and I'm not even married yet. Well, clearly what's going on is you're doing it wrong. Clearly. Because this guy obviously loves the woman much, much more. And I'm assuming it's a woman. It's Utah, so it could be a dude. Could be. Um, But, I mean, if you drop $6,000 on an engagement ring, Matt, what do you do for a wedding ring? Twelve? I don't begin to know. I mean. uh, Maybe. maybe, oh, Oh, I got it. I got it. He buys <laughs> Ta-da! Here's the go. Day, take and, this and this. depend and depending who he's marrying, that might go off really well. I got a feeling since he's selling the bike for the engagement ring, it won't. It's probably not gonna. No, no I'm not. I'm not. Will you twist anybody. this grip? <laughs> <laughs> to signify With this grip, I the twist. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little hint, everyone. Go find uh, Adam ruins everything and watch the episode about the uh, diamond industry and wedding rings. Oh yes, yes. My so, wife was actually adamant that we not have any diamonds for that exact reason. Huge eye opener. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, don't guys, if you're thinking about this and. This they're, is the they're all conflict diamonds, all of them. <laughs> and it's uh, they're uh, oh, I I got it, guys. This is a uh, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to go to the show notes for this because I have to get the info mm-hmm. from my fiance. Mm-hmm. But there's a site out there that uh, manufactures diamonds mm-hmm. and then puts them in fancy ring settings, mm-hmm. so you can spend a couple hundred bucks for something that looks like it's six grand. And it's a real diamond. Mm-hmm. It's not like cubic zirconia. Yeah. yeah, it's not cubic zirconia. You didn't buy it from the back of a magazine. This is a real diamond ring, exactly what she likes and wants. But nobody you, had to die for it. No one had to sell a bike for it. Mm-hmm. I will put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bolt guy, don't give up. You're welcome. We're gonna save you, dude. We can help you. We the, can save this bike. Though you know where I am at this point in my life, I'm telling you, just walk away. And there would be an end to the horror. (laughs) All right. What's next on the menu? We didn't even talk about the bike. (laughs) It's a Yamaha. It's nice. It's 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 a nice looking Yamaha. Whatever. Boring. Yeah. Next. Uh, We got another Yamaha. Oh, good. This is a Yamaha 350. Very similar. Uh, For a buck. Okay. Or something. Yeah. For sale, 1968 Yamaha 350 for sale. I have a question. Yes? I'll hold it for a minute. Bike needs a lot of work, mm-hmm. but I believe all the parts are there. Uh, Best offer, no email, call only. Mm-hmm. Clean title in hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your question? Well, let, let's, you know what, I'm going to take it in reverse order. Mm-hmm. Do you suppose that the title's VIN matches that of the engine? Let's suppose for a moment that it does. Okay. Where's the engine? Uh, it's right there. No, no, that that's that's very definitely a hole through the frame where you can see out the other side to the dead grass. To the dead grass. Um, 
I have questions about the all the parts are there. I believe all the parts are there. Wow. This guy has strong faith. Faith is strong in this one. Because <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm, now I'm, I'm, I'm strictly a shade tree mechanic, Chuck. You know, I mean, like, I I'm, do. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm an amateur, okay? Sure. But I'm going to tell you this with a fair degree of confidence. This bike has no engine. I am tempted to call him and ask if he'll start. It is without an engine. No, it's fine. Engines are. It is definitely not there. Engines resting. I am certain that I know where engines go. <laughs> The, and it is where that hole is. The engine is in the top dead center position. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where? Right there. It's no, a, it's just no. The yeah, engine yeah. is um is is cooling. Uh-huh. It's in a cooling phase. The uh-huh. the waves of heat coming off the engine yes, are creating a mirage effect. Yes. Then why can't I see the frame and the cables hanging down? Because the Frame and the cables are n- are not are not generating any heat. I, no, I see. No. So they're cool. They're cool. Uh-huh. This is this, this is kind of like you're um, implying that the rest of the bike then is is also cool. Yeah, yeah. They're very very cool. <laughs> very very cool. This mm-hmm. it, it's um, this utilizes um, um, stealth technology mm-hmm. from yeah. the sixties. This seems like a very safe bike. Yes, it's very safe. Look, everything is there. There are gas tank, handlebars, wheels, tire, mufflers, uh, 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 drum brake, mm-hmm. um, a seat with, I gotta point this but, out. This, uh-huh. this is a 1968 bite. Uh-huh. There's not a tear in that seat. That is a nice looking seat. That's a nice looking seat. That's a although, great seat. Although I feel obligated to ask about this bike, you know. Where's the engine? It's right there, Todd. It's not there. You're just missing it. I've, I've not Don't seen it. Don't you see how the cables it, are all connected? Is it behind the bike? No. Is it maybe in the bushes behind the bike? <laughs> it's right there. Is the, that funny you, smudge on the left side, the engine? You, that's a fire hydrant. Okay. You are missing the point. Mm-hmm. You are okay. missing the point. All the right. point is, is staring you in the face. Uh-huh. Which is... Like the engine. Uh, uh-huh. right there. It, this bike, look at that paint job. You, that is an authentic uh, paint job. It, it, you don't even, I mean, lo, it looks nice. Does, okay. This is a hipster ride. Hipsters sure. would love this. Uh, I, I, Make an offer. Hipsters with strong legs. Make an <laughs> offer. This is, uh, you ever watched the Flintstones? That, uh, everything there was leg propelled. It was uh-huh. great. It was fine. They were fine. Uh-huh. You think you're better than the Flintstones? <laughs> you think you're better than Fred Flintstone? Well, I just do you. It seems like in this day and age, maybe when you buy a motorcycle, it would want a um. What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, a motor. There's motor. There's definitely a motor. There's motor. There is a conspicuous. You hole. will never have to worry about skipping leg day again with this bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will be so environmentally friendly. It's probably fuel efficient. Very fuel efficient. Low emissions. Very very green. Mm-hmm. Very low mm-hmm. emission. Yeah, I can see grass through it, which is somewhat green. You mostly can brown. Certainly claim tax credits of some sort somewhere. Mm-hmm. I am almost certain. Like a like a like a like a relief organization for people with bikes that don't have engines in them. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's <laughs> plainly engines visible here. It, 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 where? Picture. In the background? <laughs> what? No. What? No. Clearly, everything there you need, parts, I believe, are all there. Mm-hmm. Clean title in hand. You have to believe really hard. Not stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the engine. That was stolen. <laughs> it's complicated, okay? <laughs> Servicing. It's being serviced 
did in an un, in an, in an, in an undisclosed, undisclosed location. location. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> the mystery, the mystery of the Yamaha with no engine will continue. You, you know where it is? It's in the back of Zach's truck. Ah, that's that where, I believe that's where the motor is. It's yep. in the back of Zach's truck. truck. Pulled up under cover of darkness. <laughs> came out the next morning. Engine missing. <laughs> but isn't his a Honda? So <laughs> the back of the truck doesn't judge. <laughs> The back of the truck just takes motorcycle he's, he's easy going that yeah. way. Okay. All right, next up. Next up, we've got a CR250, a uh, classified ad for a one pound. That's awful cheap. Yeah. Uh, full engine rebuild, less than an hour's use since then receipts and all parts to prove. For sale due to severe police corruption because the police, the National Health Service, have refused me treatment. I need the money to pay for, oh, my God, and it goes Ooh. okay when it, the vanish says that natural health service okay, so this is england mm-hmm. national health service has refused me treatment for 20 months i need the money for an mri uh-huh. since they refused to give me my result from over a year ago yep i also need the money to pay for meds since uh-huh. they refused to give me because i have a fabricated drugs conviction and you know i at this point it goes even Crazier. This is going well. Yep. Helping the police to murder me and make it look like suicide comes up. Cash on collection. Reasonable offer. I probably won't stab you or eat you. No stalkers. <laughs> no people let off. Sick people are going to be named and shamed. I don't care how intentional. Oh, my God. On. Uh, he on. He money to his sister. On it goes. Cancer. Dying. Bowel diseases. He's a Horrors. No stalkers. Mortgage. No people who Checks, get let off. And Paying the mortgage, he goes on with a very complicated story uh, of how aunt's money was missing. You got to go read this letter. It, I No, please don't. Um, <laughs> Truth hurts. Someone is getting upset. Backpedaling now. Suits you just like your spineless pedophile yes. protecting friends. Uh-huh. With comments such as. <laughs> oh, there are comments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Or is this. Wait, are these comments or are these emails he's got? I don't know. I think there's like emails he's Yeah, because he's saying like, here's. The, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's. he's Okay. Yeah, it just goes and, and goes, goes and goes and goes, oh. and goes. Wow. And goes. Who are all? Oh my God! You failed. Enormous list of people, seemingly at random. You should have fixed my door and giving me my things back. What does that even mean? Um. Ah. Uh, wow, man. This like, is a- this is some. This is a lot of crazy concentrated in a single place. It looks like a nice bike. Well, you'd have to wash all the crazy off. <laughs> I don't think that can be done. I wow, man! You buy this bike. I have a feeling comes with you, free manifesto. I, no, I think you buy this bike. You might have bought a friend for yeah. a while. Yeah. Uh, hey, can I crash at your place? Uh, no, a, a single white female style friend. Yeah, that that was that movie, right? With the yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. The crazy roommate. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly not a trap. Wow. That uh, we, huh? That is. I'm I'm unsettled. That is a thing. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. let's let's go. Let's, let's go somewhere to slightly less crazy. 1962. Harley Davidson. Other. Ooh, the other was a lovely model. Very <laughs> fond of the other. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, no. oh, it is. I thought it looked like a Cushman. Harley Eagle. Not a road king, soft tail, ultra classic, or sportster. Way it to is, get, way to get the, way to get the, the keywords in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> it was bored. Hey, it was more imaginative than what we've seen before. Than usual, yeah. It was bored in 1962 as a Cushman Silver Eagle with a nine horsepower single cylinder OMC motor. With a pull start. Suffering from low horsepower that yielded truly boring P. Harley MV. So a few years ago, it was meticulously restored and the nine horse put put was replaced with an 18 horsepower twin D engine and straight pipe, straight pip, twice the horsepower and all Harley controls. This Harley hybrid runs, rides, and even sounds like a Harley. Uh, the CVT snowmobile clutch makes it fully automatic. The two speed manual overdrive to shift from great acceleration to smooth cruising highway speeds. Shortly after the restoration and lots of expensive custom grades. I put so much money into this bike and I love to talk about it for some reason I've never learned. Riding opportunities were cut short due to health and me needing 2,000 pounds to get an MRI from the <laughs> NHS. I don't think because that's... Because I am I insane. Right. <laughs> I guarantee it will get jaw-dropping attention wherever you ride. Only 11 hours on the engine and less than 300 miles since its $12,000 restoration. Barely broken, ready for many years of riding fun, or just enjoy as eye candy. Truly a work of art with shades of the past. And I guess he has a clip with the exhaust, a Mm -hmm. list of everything he's done to it. Mm -hmm. All the bad decisions right there. Uh Uh-huh. All out. Now, in fairness, this is one of those ones where this dude had a vision. He had a vision, and it is pretty. And it was made reality, and it's pretty. And I mean, it's it, super pretty. It's it's 1962, but this thing looks nice. It is the nicest looking Cushman I have ever seen. So, and that's saying something. Cause Cushmans are fuck ugly. <laughs> this, yeah, this thing is pre- is pretty. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's when we took this this ad shot, he was sitting at about thirty seven hundred dollars. Reserve not yet met. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not for me. No. But I mean, this is like a this is like a fourth ride. Like a, this is a conversation piece. It is a conversation piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. I wonder if the guy who owns the uh, the pub around here, who has a bunch of Cushmans, will spot it and buy it. You'll <laughs> see it in like a lazy Susan. Yoink. You know, hey, why yeah. not? Cool. Uh, we got another Harley. Oh, okay. A Harley powered reverse try. <laughs> Warrior Sandrail pour. Return of Raptor Cat. <laughs> Raptor Cat strikes again. <laughs> Warrior Sandrail pour finish totally rebuilt VW adjustable aluminum front end with disc brakes and rack and pinion steering. 1983 1000cc Sportster. S is carb drag pipes with baffles, oil clear, new tires and disc brake. Also have a complete dual as in fighting. Disc brake, front suspension, and miscellaneous parts for the motorcycle. It throws I, knives. Mm-hmm. I built this six years ago. Have so much fun. Time to move on. This has always been garaged. Well, it's uh, it's uh, the front of a Sandrail and the back of a Harley. Mm-hmm. And now they're friends. They're they're close, close friends. Buddies. Best part of this thing to, mm-hmm. uh, to me mm-hmm. is that he's left the saddlebags on. So he's got mm-hmm. storage options. Yeah, that's the part that, the part that baffles me most. He put this six years ago, and so the bike is like all its original paint, and the front is all like just random silver tubing. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't got that far yet. There's no, there's no attempt to make it look like anything but two vehicles sort of have matched together. together. <laughs> this, this is the start of the Reese's peanut butter cover. Uh-huh. This is <laughs> a jagged shiver, sliver of chocolate sticking out of a mm-hmm. mess of peanut butter. I mean, I mean, say, say what you will about Raptor Cat, but Raptor Cat looked, you know, at least consistently together. 
This is strange. Comes with American flag. Well, naturally. <laughs> I mean, you can't not have an American flag on something like this. Can you see a British flag flying above something like this? <laughs> right? A Canadian flag? Okay, maybe, maybe a Canadian, a Canadian flag. flag. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Certainly a rebel flag. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Not, or, not a stretch. or maybe a, a Gadsden flag. Mm-hmm. That that could don't tread on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Where is this? Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You definitely wouldn't. You wouldn't get the Confederate flag in Rhode Island. No, the Gadsden flag. Mm-hmm. That's what you'd mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Or you? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you would. I mean, I see the Confederate flag around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always have questions. You tell. Utah, keep in mind, Utah didn't have a dog in that fight particularly. Right. Yeah. yeah Rhode Island did. That's why I have questions. I, mm-hmm. I have so that, you know, my family roots are in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching the General Lee jump over police cars every uh-huh, week. Uh-huh. I understand some of, some of that allure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have put a carrot flag anywhere near me, but you know, yeah. that's just me. <laughs> but you know, I, I can understand. Yeah. Um, spoiler. Just because you're flying a Confederate flag, you are not going to meet Daisy Duke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you actually flew a Confederate flag instead of General Lee's battle flag, that would be more convincing. Like you actually knew your ass from the hole in the ground. <laughs> you know, I, I hear that pop up all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to throw it out there that, yes, that's accurate. But just the, the popular culture the oh, lexicon, yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's settled it's not, into that. Yeah, it's settled there. Lowest common denominator. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what the Confederate flag is now. Yep. For better or worse. It'll work. Yeah. My fiance mm-hmm. is related to Jefferson Davis, hmm. president of the Confederacy. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. She's got the nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. That's, that's important. Okay. Well, fair enough. All right. That's why I want to take her to Stone Mountain. Hmm. Have you, have you seen Stone Mountain? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there once. It's kind of cool. All right, then. Yeah. Onward. So uh, a listener sent me this, saying, look, you can get a 2009 Police Ulysses, Buell Ulysses. Ooh, neat. Yeah, I was kind of excited. It is exciting. It only has 2,000 miles on the odometer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a police auction. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. Bidding at the prior time was 5100 reserve not yet met. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is now. Okay. Hard shell saddlebags and rear mm-hmm. hard shell storage were made on the bike. The blue lights and siren will be removed from the motorcycle as well as any police insignia because we are no damn fun. That's where I lost interest. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a huge trunk on it. Yeah. That, that part was kind of cool. Cool. But, you know. No loudspeaker. No, no deal. Siren. No deal. No, it's not gonna no PA, no work. deal. No. <laughs> That's the new rule. <laughs> so we have a guest. Mm, two of them. Two guests. All right. So we're on with Paul and Aaron from MotorcycleGear.com, formerly New Enough, uh, which is where a lot of my money has ended up in the past. My money, too. And Chuck's money. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Hello. It's going great. It's going great. Hello. So first voice was Aaron. Second voice is Paul, right? That's correct. All right. Awesome. I, I want to reveal this just because it, it was funny. Mm-hmm. When we first called Paul, he looked up our order histories and decided, yeah, I can talk to these guys. 
<laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it's an old habit when I talk to people. I always look at their order history before I go too far. <laughs> Wait, this guy's a douche. He's Wait returned everything in the world. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where do you want to start, Todd? Start with Paul and Aaron. So, so Paul, you're the kind of the man in charge over there at MotorcycleGear.com, right? Uh, that's correct. Yeah, I started this business. Let's see, in 1997, out of of my closet uh, in Clovis, New Mexico, as a matter of fact. Hey, what a coincidence. We we record in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. (laughs) Let's see, I started this business as newenough.com, and if you want to hear a quick little story, I'll kind of tell you how I got started. Please. Um, well, many years ago, before the internet really caught hold, I was a motorcyclist and had a number of bikes, and I was a fan of Vance and Leathers, if you've ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. And so those are kind of expensive leather jackets made in the U.S., and I had a jacket of a color, I don't even remember what it was, and it matched my bike. And so I bought a new bike, this is probably late 90s. I bought a new bike, and there was a dealer for those Vance and Leathers in Austin, Texas. And so they had the the jacket I wanted, so I hopped on my bike and did a road trip to Austin. And I'm there in the store talking to the young lady, and I picked out my jacket and tried it on. And I really didn't think about I went ahead and bought it. It was what I wanted. And um, I really didn't think about what I was going to do with the old jacket, and I just went to the counter, and I asked the lady there if she'd be mind UPSing it back to me since I didn't have room on the bike. And there was a man standing next to me, and he said, Hey, how much would you take for that Vanson jacket? And I, you know, kind of caught me by surprise, and I thought, Well, I don't know. And, you know, and I just threw out a figure like 200 bucks. And he says, Great. He just Done. <laughs> Slap. Peeled off 200 bucks, and um, I was on my way. And so. Oh, wow. Cool. You know, this was way back before eBay or uh, even Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And um, recently, you know, before that, we had bought a couple of Gateway PCs. Um, and the fellow I worked with at this manufacturing plant, he was the owner and I was the plant manager. And we had kind of a slow spell. We were in the oil business and had a slow spell. And so we got these Gateway PCs and we kind of taught ourselves how to use a PC. And I used a copy of Microsoft front page, if you can believe it, <laughs> and I built a website. And it was just like, you know, two or three static HTML pages. And I built a little website, and I named it newenough.com, bought that domain. And it was going to be a buy, sell, trade thing for Vance and Leathers. And at the time, I had five or six pieces of my own. And then I took out a little ad that was about a half-inch column length in uh, Motorcyclist Magazine. And it said, Cash for Used Vanson, and my phone number. And so what I did, people would call me, and I uh, would tell them what I was doing. I was buying these leathers, and I put them on my website, and I resold them. And um, Do you ever get a call from a guy named Vanson that's like, what do you need? Well, actually, I did. Um, so anyway, people started calling me, and, and I put them on the website, and by golly, those things would sell just damn near instantaneously. And so I I turned some product and emptied and refilled my closet several times, 
and thought, you know, maybe I can make a go of this. This is kind of interesting. And some months passed by, and I was kind of accelerating, you know, the flow of product through my closet. And then it expanded into the living room and then the dining room. And, you know, pretty soon I thought, well, this just may be a full-time business. So there was some circumstances with my employment there where it turned out it was a good time for me to break free of, uh, you know, a regular job. And so my wife and I decided we'd just quit our jobs and we built a warehouse and we began doing this full time. And we began uh, December 1999 doing it full time after we quit our jobs. You know, the used business was kind of a grind. It was profitable, but it was kind of a grind because you do the work, you describe the product, you take the pictures, you price it. You purchase it, but it was a one-off deal. You know, you'd make a hundred bucks on a jacket, but then you know you had to start over and do all the same work to make another hundred bucks. And um, so then we started getting getting into buying closeouts. And the very first source that we had for closeouts was this little place called Brockton Cycle Center in Brockton, Massachusetts, and they were a field chair distributor. And we started buying their stuff, did quite well with them. That was our first place. Then the second place was Sullivan Brothers uh, in Hanson, Missouri, which happened to be a friend of this guy. And they are the distributor for Joe Rocket. And they also had HJC. And, um, and then, you know, long story short, I'll just make it short. Then we took on more lines and we kept doing the closeout gig and and pretty soon we have a pretty big business. Yeah, my wife's entire set of motorcycle gear, like literally head to foot, is all from what was new enough at the time. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, good. Imagine how that story would have been a lot different if that very first man would have been like, I really like your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Paul be like, and then I went to jail. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, we, we did get some pretty odd odd things in as used items, but <laughs> we we did decided to steer clear of that genre. <laughs> what, what was the weirdest thing you found in the pocket of a jacket someone sent to you used? Oh my gosh! I know one time we found a bra in a uh, in a, a it was either a jacket pocket or like a tank bag or something like that. Because <laughs> sometimes you just gotta let them puppies well, free. You know, if you it know, gets hot, things happen. Yeah. Things happen. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Clearly, he was on a, that person was on a Ducati, and you know, yeah, uh, Ducatis have that effect on people, right? Absolutely. I always I take, take my, my bra, bra off, off when I'm on a Ducati. <laughs> Me too. There you go. Or for a Ducati, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Aaron, what do you do at uh, motorcycle gear? Um, what don't I do at motorcycle gear? Um, Take your bra off for bikes that aren't Ducatis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I handle a lot of the uh, uh, customer service end of it. You know, um, I have a lot of interaction with people who call into the website or email with questions. Um, I also um, kind of manage all the um, product that, say, isn't in our warehouse, but we drop ship, like, from Sullivan's. You know, if somebody orders a Joe Rocket jacket that we don't have here, Sullivan's will ship it to the customer for us, and I take care of all of that and then get the customer their tracking number. Uh, also do all the uh, photographs um, that you see on the website. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, Paul will do all the uh, product review and 
we just kind of collaborate and put that all together for a web page. It's an awesome web page. Like these these guys have mm-hmm. been on kind of the forefront of hey, we can sell motorcycle gear online for a while. Everybody thinks of Revzilla now because they have all their you know movies and stuff. But these guys have been having like good reviews and good pictures and like pictures that actually show what it looked like on a person. So true story. I was I was working at Backcountry.com and I was in charge of a dropship project. And uh, my boss is like, you know, he's really worried about the dropship thing. But, you know, the, the people with the purse strings are like, we got to dropship more. It's, you know, rah, da, 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 da. Boss is like, it's not going to be a good experience. I'm like, okay, let me tell you about these motorcycle people I've worked with who dropship. It's really good, blah, blah, blah. And, it, of course, it was you guys I was talking about. <laughs> well, that's kind of awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It turns out, it turns out that the dropshippers in the outdoor industry are not as good as whoever you're using. Um, so that part didn't all, work as well. They're all ski bums. They're and stoned, basically. Bums and backpacking. Well, I, will, I will tell you about the first uh, six years that we had this company. Uh, we didn't dropship anything. We only sold what we had in the building at the time, and the reason was is because dropshipping wasn't reliable. Uh, mm. It wasn't quick. It wasn't trouble-free. There were a lot of mistakes made along the way because back then, things weren't automated. Everything was on paper. And, oh, customers would pass order information to us, and then we'd pass it to whomever the dropshipper was. The dropshipper would pass it to the UPS guy on paper, and you know, and you can see where there's a lot of chance for mistakes. So it wasn't a great deal. Mm. I'd say probably until... Gosh, I don't know. About- he started sending Aaron out to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Well, about until 2008, where we got a system built for ourselves that took care of all that, and we didn't have to reproduce all that order information or regurgitate, I should say, all that order information. Uh, it basically goes from your fingers when you place an order. It basically goes from your fingers right to the ship desk either here or at the drop shipper or wherever and there's not much not much opportunity for a screw up i know todd already said this but i got i got echo to sentiment the best part i find about your guys's website is the actual pictures you guys provided a product versus the manufacturer picture oh god because yes. sometimes it's just so different uh, it, it is but then when we see it with, with your right. guys it's like uh, see, see what you guys have is like. Oh well, that that actually looks like a rain suit on a person versus you know, <laughs> yeah, something nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm not. They don't all look so great. Sometimes I look at them and I just kind of cringe, you know. But uh, anyway. well, that that's the thing though is that they're they're like if something looks genuinely a little dorky, <laughs> like your pictures will actually make it look dorky and will faithfully reproduce dorkiness. <laughs> well, all right. I challenge you to find there's in other places. A, a somehow the manufacturer always looks dorky. <laughs> yes. Hey, you want to look like a dork? <laughs> Try this. <laughs> <laughs> I see you shop for the same motorcycle gear as I do. <laughs> well, they do those little write-ups where it's like Paul or Aaron says, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> look like a dork. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one thing that I've always liked about about what Paul does is he he doesn't sugarcoat it like a lot of you know you can go like you said to other websites and watch their reviews. Um, it's magical. But, but Paul it's will candy. tell you, hey, you know, I didn't like this, and here's the reason why. You know that the pockets are full of tens. <laughs> yeah, these Bras. tens are poking holes in my rain suit, so I think it's going to leak. You know, but uh, I always appreciated that honesty, and I think a lot of a lot of our customers do too. 
Definitely. What do you think is, or what would you guys say is like the biggest challenge you guys face as a, as a retailer? Oh my gosh. I think probably, you know, being a middle sized company is probably the biggest challenge because you kind of have, um, competition from both ends that you really aren't ever going to be able to compete with. And when I say both ends, I'm talking about Revzilla or Superstore, uh, a lot of venture capital funds, a lot of employees, a lot of very professional firepower to know about marketing and advertising. Well, and even just their purchasing arms. This was, again, you know, me and e-commerce at a small, a scrappy company at the time. We go in and we order what we think is a big order, and REI sneezed and ordered 10 times as much yeah. by accident. Yeah, and then at the bottom end, you know, companies, it seems like in the Internet world, there's always a guy who's trying to start up his own business. He gets a vendor account. He starts selling stuff, and he's eager to get some orders. And so his pricing mm -hmm. is uh, mm -hmm. a very, very low margin. And um, mm -hmm. it's difficult to compete with because that person doesn't either doesn't have any overhead, no employees, no payroll, no insurance, just, you know, kind of trying to start out. And, you know, he's probably operating on 15% gross margin. doesn't work, you know, nice. when, when you're trying to operate mm -hmm. a real business and make a living for you mm -hmm. and your employees. So those people come and go sort of in a, a revolving door fashion. And so you're losing business to those guys, and then the big guys sort of dominate probably, gosh, I would guess, you know, 50% of the market uh, would probably be between two or three retailers like Revzilla and Superstore. And then we're kind of, you know, down somewhere below that, and uh, we make a living, and it's a good little business, and we enjoy it, but um, I think uh, in the future... Um, to to maintain where we're at with both ends being that fierce competition, that'll be the the challenge. It's not as easy as it used to be. And uh, mm. I think a lot of people, you know, think, oh, uh, e-commerce business be just so fun and easy. Well, it's, oh. <laughs> it's not. No, I will say, though, that... Um, uh, a shout-out to customers. Most customers we deal with, and when I say most, I would say somewhere in the range of 98 to 100 percent. 98 out of 100 uh, are very Gosh. pleasant people. They're enthusiasts. They're excited about what they're buying. You know, when we have contact with them, they want help, and they're very nice about it. Sure, there's always a couple of jerks out there that, you know, kind of ruin your day every now and then, but... Uh, um, <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, that part of it has remained just a really positive part of it. How big of a company is, is you guys? You guys, listen you to guys. me. Well, let's see. I'm sorry, I just I just came back from the gym. I, I, I'm still trying to get the brain cells back. <laughs> okay, well, to give you an idea, if you just go to our website and look at the About Us page, it kind of tells you. But, but we occupy a building that's about 11,000 square feet. And it's just one location, and it's just a big air-conditioned, uh, like what they call mixed-use space. And we have big, long hanger bars and aisles, bunch of jackets, bunch of pants hanging up. And then we have a whole lot of shelving units with parts like 
helmet parts and gloves and, you know, small stuff. And um, it's me, the owner, my wife, the co-owner. She's the bookkeeper, and she works on the product uh, part of it where she sets up items and and works with the vendors to get the pricing straight and get it all in the computer. So it's me and her, and then Aaron, is, he and I handle all the customers' um, inquiries, and we also handle the walk-ins because we do have a showroom here too. And Ooh. then in the back, we have two other guys who receive and ship, and that's it. So there's five of us. Well, speaking of, of products, yeah. Um, so this is this is cool. Chuck Chuck showed me this thing. So the, we ordered the number uh, one problem online, of course, is fitting yourself, fitting your head, yeah. <laughs> particularly your head in particular. So we ordered one of your lid pickers, and just so everyone knows, I ordered it before I told Todd who or told Paul who I was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just spreading the stuff everywhere. Scope it out. And now you've dropped it all. I've dropped it all. I've tried it out, and I've I ordered a, a helmet for myself, which I've been pretty pleased with so far. Noticed you hadn't put in a return for it, so I was hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually Phew. been amazing how well it fit. I've never had a, a helmet fit that well on me because mm-hmm. I've always been really bad about head shape. How does this look? Oh, this one's cool. It matches my bike. Pretty much, yeah. Go with my Vance and leather jacket that matches my new bike. It has anime girls on the side. That's really what I look for in a helmet. Okay, it's, yeah. that's really the top of the line. But uh, we got the lid picker kit here, which is uh, a measuring tape, a set of calipers, and a head sock, which I'm going to stuff down Todd's throat. And I was wondering if we could do a live measurement of Todd's head for this. Sure. All right. All right. Let me take my headphones off. So now's a good time to make fun of. Hey, Chuck. I wanted to ask you Ball when you. Sure. When you bought the lid picker kit and you got your report, did you have any idea mm-hmm. that you had a very long oval uh, head? No, I thought I had a round head. No. I, I know mine's ovally, I, so we'll I find out. I thought I had round heads, and I was actually buying kind of round-shaped helmets. Yeah, he there. was in, like, showies and things. Yeah, I had a showy GT Air before this arrived. Oh, wow. Okay, so was I, unwearable by me. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay for me, just my face butted up against everything. And I thought that was kind of normal. Uh-huh. All right, so I got the head sock on Todd. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first measurement is going to be around his head. And it's right. like above the ears or something? Above the eyebrow. Okay. Above so the, right in there, right. so like this. Okay. I'm, what do I need to hold? Put your finger right there. Okay. All right. Okay. This is the widest part of the head we're going for? Yeah. Okay, and that would be back here on the occipital bump. Okay. Such a nerd. So that looks like 23 and eh, let's call it a quarter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. got it. Okay. Okay. Now what happens? Uh, next, I think I used the calipers for this one. These calipers. It looks like one of those old phrenologist thing where they're like, you know, obviously your head is only this wide here, so you're going, you're a murderer waiting to happen. Uh, I've already forgotten what, what all um, I already forgot what all I'm doing with the caliper. One's like the side of the head, right? Right. Um, what you want to do is just measure um, kind of above the ears, uh, the widest part okay, of the head. Okay, above right the there. ears. Yeah. Widest part of the head, above the ears. It's pretty wide. Yeah. Just get it where the Let caliper lightly touches punctures. his head. Don't like jam it in. What? What's that? Squeeze it as hard as I can until <laughs> no, don't do that. There's blood coming out of his ears. Okay, I can do that. That sounds terrible. No, that sounds exactly. It's what he's telling me, Todd. I, I can't help it. This is science. 
Can't argue with science. Okay. Can't argue with science. So that one's measuring lineage is going to be six and an eighth. There's one more I need to measure. What's that one? Um, right? It's the length back to front. Um, back to front of his head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same there's, kind of there's, there's ample amounts of that. Okay, can I take the sock off now? You, you, no, you got to leave the sock on. It's very important you leave the sock on. I think you're making this up. No, it's All very, right. very important. Okay, staying on. That one is uh, also eight and a quarter. Eight and a quarter. You can put the headphones on, though. Okay, all right. But you got to leave the sock on. I don't I don't think I'm supposed to leave the sock on, Chuck. Um, you know what? You'll remind me of that dude at McDonald's that I always get my lunch from. Uh-huh. <laughs> so those are the three measurements you need, right? Circumference, length, and width. That is, yeah. It's it's pretty simple, um, you know. Cool. Uh, and I've got his report ready here. Uh Oh, that was fast. Yeah, I was just kind of plugging like it in as you were computers. going. Groovy. Oh, okay. All right, I, I have to get the head suck off now. My ears are starting to, <laughs> to throb. <laughs> I have to burden this now. Yes, you do. All right. Um, now, if you want, I can email this to you. Sure, yeah. yeah. E- email it to Wheel Nerds. Yeah. All right. But so what's the what, what are the what are the... What are, like, the ones I should totally be on the lookout for? Like, I use in our... The, the HJC one, the RPHA, the one that—it's like the noise you make when you're fat and you pick something up. Urfa. Right. Yeah. The Arfa. Is it the Arfa Ten that you're using? Yeah, it's Arfa Ten. Okay. Yeah, that's a good helmet, actually. That's not bad. Um, it's a little bit rounder than your head shape. I—I've actually, my wife has been telling me she's like, you know, you've got a, a like a red spot on your forehead when you take that thing off. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was from her hitting you. That—that's—that's <laughs> that's on the side. Yeah. It does show that. Uh, that is out of range for you, that ARFA-10. And, you know, I'll just mm-hmm. tell you this right now. When when Paul came up with this idea and we started to uh, develop this and, and figure out how we were going to do it, we went in and uh, started, you know, measuring every single helmet that we carried. And in mm-hmm. the process of doing that, of course, you know, you got to measure every single size. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Paul and I spent hours standing there you know, measuring helmets and figuring out how to get this all taken care of and then trying on the sizes because we'd plug it in as we went along our sizes to see which helmets fit. And, you know, at this time I'd been doing, I'd been working here like eight, nine years. Um, I've been riding 20 years now and I didn't realize until we started doing this that I had been wearing the wrong size helmet my whole life. Just no clue. (laughs) You know, I was just like, oh, that's how a helmet fits, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. and I was yeah. really surprised to find out that I'm not what I thought I was. And uh, it was just kind of an eye-opener. And so it, it, a lot of people come into that, you know, when we measure them here. They're like, oh, wow, I've always been wearing a, a 2X when I could be wearing an extra large just in this shape. You know, I always assumed I had a pretty round head. And then I went and got an actual, like, hat hat fitted at one point, And the guy's like, holy crap, your head is oval. And I'm like... <laughs> That, oh, that's almost exactly what Paul said to me. Okay. <laughs> um, he still was like, you know, your your head's really not meant for North America. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, North America uh, is an average of the, the what they call the the intermediate oval, and the more oval head shapes come from Europe, whereas in Asia, uh, it's more of a rounded head shape. Um, so. 
Guess you got it from your dad. Must be. I, yeah, I thought it was because I was uh, half Asian, but uh, I guess it's yeah, <laughs> something else. <laughs> that, that could be. It. I'm not my dad's true son. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you're really not too far off of that uh, signet cue that. Uh, he tried it on. I tried it on. It. I was I was kind of into that. And my favorite part. So I've, I've tried on an awry before, but the the thing that is not measured by your helmet thing is noses. Um, yeah, right. So I tried on one of the arrives that had like the real close face, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is really great. This is good." And then I closed the face shield, and the screaming started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we were saying the As same a, thing yesterday. We got these two new awry models in that are brand new. One is a Quantum X. And one is a Signet X, and I tried those things on while we were advertising. I mean, while we were uh, measuring the helmets for the lid picker. And, man, um, they fit so closely around your neck and your chin when you have the mm-hmm. face shield closed. I mean, you cannot breathe nearly. Uh, oh, I, I mean, like, it chomped, like, the last half inch of my nose in the shield. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, well, that's even right. worse. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of very sudden jumping around and flailing of hands going on. <laughs> yeah. he, he did like the Signet Q, though. The Signet Q, it was, it was interesting. It was, it was more pressure on the sides of my head than I'm used to, which I guess is, in retrospect, probably part of a learning experience here. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, this feels so weird. That's, this is uh, weird. Like, that new like Signet X. From Arai, we found it to measure out about exactly the same as the Signet Q. But then they also came out with this thing called a Quantum X. And I believe years ago they used to have a Quantum something else. But we never carried it, so I had no experience with it. But but the thing is, the Quantum X and the Signet X are the exact same helmet except for head shape. And the Signet X is the long oval, and the Quantum X is rounder. Sort of intermediate oval. So, how do you measure a helmet? Well, we built oh, yeah. ourselves, and of course, I'm not going to tell you all the details because I don't want other people. To yeah, do you? Do you have? I got to ask because do you have this patent? Because, like, in terms of of competitive advantages in selling helmets online, this is like this is like the freaking nuclear bomb. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you because yeah. you, you go look at like various sites and they give you like these wacko ideas. Right. But, well, the big reason we did this in the first place was our own frustration with trying to help people, because really it's damn near impossible to quantify how a helmet fits. Super hard. And, you know, I have an engineering background. I'm a mechanical engineer, and I have a lot of experience with link standards and and how to measure things accurately and repeatably. And um, so I came up with a way to measure the insides of the helmets uh, to where it was repeatable and and quantifiable, and um, so that's what we do. We we measure each and every one of them, and we measure them front to back, side to side, and then mathematically we match the measurements that you come up with to the measurements that we have for the helmets, and then we flush out this report. I, I see now why Paul was, was apologizing when he's, he gave me my report. Because <laughs> he's like, there's like one helmet that fits you. You wear this helmet or... Well. I'm looking at Todd's and there's just, he has like so much that he fits. It's kind of. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to find, where's my HJC, the Urfa 10, I am round, high, yeah, yeah it's, 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 damn it, I paid so much for the helmet. The, the, the shape of the helmet. <laughs> That's right, I paid too much the, for my Urfa 10 too. <laughs> yeah, oh, so light though. It's so nice. It he's is. got uh, he's got so much he could wear here. No, I'm yeah. 
I am sad yeah. now about my Large. misshapen mutant head. Damn, I wear an XL all the time. Okay. All right. So the Signet Q looks like a good bet for me. The Corsair X. I think that's the one that bit my damn nose. Yeah. Yeah. Arcatin um, Pro, though. Um, you got an ideal match for your uh, back to front and side to side width. And, um, oh. you know, you're right there in that. And there is a slight difference between the 10 and the 10 Pro. So even though you might mm-hmm. be getting that red spot on the center of your forehead and your 10, the 10 Pro shouldn't mm-hmm. do that to you. Scroll on down and look okay. at the Showy Quest. That's a fantastic helmet. And, and it really? shows to be a good match for you. A showy that I can wear because I've, I've tried on a whole bunch of different showies. I had a I had a an RF like one thousand or something, and it was like just the the roundest of things. Ever. Yeah, well, the RF twelve hundred shows to be too round, but the Quest yeah, yeah. shows like it might fit you. I'll be damned, and in a large again. I'm, I'm, I'm excelling all the time, man. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm feeling the experience now that you guys are talking. It's weird, about. right? When You're you like, look at it. I'm not gonna wear. Damn, man. <laughs> and well, you know, I, I, you know, for me, it was kind of easy because he's like, "You got one helmet, you can wear you can buy this." So I'm like, "Well, I'll buy it, and we'll see." I mean, how 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 accurate could this be? How much could this really fit? And I put the thing on. And I'm like, "This is weird because it's snug, but it it it's a comfortable. It's snug, not like right." Right, it's comfortable snug. It doesn't feel like any other helmet I wear. All right, so as, I, so as I'm reading this, I'm looking for things that have, like, mostly green, right? You're looking and for, you're looking for a, a, a brand and a model and a size that has green all the way across. Okay, so all right. So like a slot machine, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. You get, like, a four-page report when you do this thing with both open Ooh. face and closed face. Ooh, the cool Scorpion Adventure helmet. It's giving you head shape. Uh, but whether it matches the manufacturer's size and, you know, if it mat- fits your head, mm-hmm. which apparently a lot of things do. Well, some things anyway. Jerk. Okay. XOR2000. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that is. I got one actually Man, right here at my times. desk. The, uh, the XOR2000s, oh, yeah? are, they're pretty nice helmets. Um, they're one of Scorpion's higher-end helmets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, they, okay. they're not bad. Oh, they're not bad at all. Because I'm like a total... Helmet whore. I love helmets. So it was just so sad to see that nothing fits me. That, that is kind of disappointing. Um, you know, right? when we do, because, you know, we have come across customers that they just, their head shapes just don't match, you know, and, and they've yeah. had trouble all their lives fitting a helmet. And, and actually, there was a guy in here from New mm-hmm. Zealand yesterday who um, was a walk in, and um, it, it, the structure of his face. And, like, his jawline was just too wide for anything that we had, you know. But we found good matches for the crown and, you know, for his head shape. But just because of his jawline, mm-hmm. it just didn't work out mm-hmm. for him. It was kind of a shame. What was he, The Rock or something? Yeah, something like <laughs> that, yeah. Sergeant Rock. <laughs> Captain Chin of the Starship. <laughs> right. Cleft. I think he was Captain Jawbone. Yeah. <laughs> you, you sure he was fully evolved? <laughs> Not a hundred percent. So, so, so there you go, man. It's just okay. that That's quick. Wild. Even you get like you oh, get cool. so much of a better idea of what to do with your your head. Oh no, kidding, no kidding. Now, I, now I have to get. I can't get the signet cue because I can't wear the same dress to the to the prom. <laughs> I <laughs> thought that was just me. That's like that. No, no. Well, see, now you can no. get you the signet X. Diff- it's the newer version, like the newer model. Oh yeah, there okay. you go. Yep, and yeah. I am like green as hell for that. You one. are signet yeah. X in large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna go see it. Tell my wife I have to buy one of those now. You have to. It's for I, safety. 
Uh-huh. It's for safety. It's safe I wonder if she's real concerned about that for you. <laughs> you know, you know. The funny thing was, is when I when I got really skinny, she actually told me to go buy the new Helite vest, even though I had to sort of like come up with the money from somewhere. She's like, "Go do it." Well, that one looked pretty ridiculous on you. It did look did. pretty absurd. Did it? So I just okay. I just want to show you this, Todd, to compare. We're going to compare the check report. We'll put them both up on the this, site for people to see. There's no green anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. You don't have any green. I know. Yeah. Damn, dude. See, there's the signet queue, and that that's uh-huh. it. That's that's, that's, that's as it. Good as she gets. That's huh? pretty much. Yeah. All right. There's like every now and then. Yeah. There's yeah. Some, there's this moment of green. There's like a, an open face I can wear. That's pretty good. And XJC. Yeah. 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 So I hate you so much. <laughs> What kind of feedback have you guys gotten from the uh, people about the lid picker? Well, you know, in the world of feedback, first of all, let me say that, you know, to get a to get a uh, thoughtful bit of feedback from customers, it's a, somewhere in the range of one in ten to one in twenty. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this less than a year, and we've sold I think about three hundred and something kits. And we've gotten back, uh, I don't know, I want to say 20, 25 pretty thoughtful feedback um, paragraphs. Mm. And by and large, they're pretty positive. Every bit of feedback that we've gotten on this thing is listed on that Lid Picker website under reviews. Uh, we posted that recently. And all but one are pretty pretty complimentary. So I think we're doing pretty well. And And just the fact that nobody has really... You know, cried foul. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, we haven't really been keeping track of like any kind of um, who, like, say, a customer purchases the lid picker report and then gets a helmet. We really haven't been keeping track of the return rate on those helmets. But typically, mm-hmm. when somebody needs to do a return, they call us and we talk to them about it. And mm-hmm. um, I can't think of a single person that said, I ordered your lid picker report. It told me to get this helmet and it doesn't fit kind of a thing. Uh, mm. You know, with the exception of one customer and, and his was kind of one of those situations where it was a good fit in the crown, but it was again, you know, the jawline and it was actually his job mm. was uh, kind of having the same issue as, as your nose does, you know, it, it touches the front of the helmet and then his nose is hanging off uh-huh. his visor kind of feel. And that's more of just a, a, you know, you're genetic. You're a mutant, is what exactly. he's trying to tell Quit you. Exactly, quit drinking mm. radioactive water. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you're not going to get superpowers, just yeah, stop. Yeah, it doesn't work Aww. that way. Not like in the movies. You know, guys, when we started doing this and we realized that it actually does work, I was pretty hopeful that even our competitors would would see it and and I could tell them about it and they would be kind of excited about it. In fact, that's why... We set the thing up as a separate website and not yeah. on our own website because, you know, I had hopes that other other retailers yeah. online would latch on to it. And I even set it up to where, you know, if another retailer wanted to participate with sending customers to the site to get a fit check, that they could choose, you know, when you check out, we offer a $15 uh, gift card toward the purchase of the helmet, Okay. So you pay twenty bucks plus shipping, so it's like twenty five bucks, and then you get a fifteen dollar gift start card toward the helmet. And when you check out, it asks you whether or not you want that fifteen dollar gift card because if you do want it, you're going to get added to our mailing list. So we just make that little disclosure. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, I, I had set the thing up so that, hey, if, you know, Revzilla or, or uh, Sport Bike Track Gear or whoever it was wanted to participate, I'd gladly put their name up there, and I still would, and say, let mm-hmm. the customer choose where they wanted the gift certificate to. And then we would feed that to the, that person, and they could issue the gift certificate. And here about, uh, I don't know, four or five months ago, we got a list from one of our vendors to all the principals at maybe the the biggest 20 e-com retailers. And we I sent a little letter, and I just explained what it was, and I sent the kit absolutely free, invited them to use it, try it out, see what they think. And you know how many responses we got? Zero. Zero. That's exactly right. <laughs> They're staying home in droves. <laughs> yeah, not one person inquired about it. That's mind-blowing. That's weird. The only company I can think that's doing anything like this is Bell with their, like, computer head measuring yeah, thing where you, yeah. you get like a custom helmet but it's like a, a grand or something to do the right helmet. that's mm-hmm. only for the purposes of selling you their helmet and that's it sure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's not kind of a generic thing but uh yeah oh, i was kind weird. of disappointed nobody was interested in it maybe they will be you know if if the if the average everyday customers start talking about it and thinking it's a pretty good idea maybe they'll come to me and say hey i'd like to offer up a gift certificate if you want to you know, because I'd be glad well, to let, do it. It's no big deal. Well, let's let's be honest here. Helmets are a commodity item, right? Like you buy a helmet, it's it's not a different arrive from motorcycle gear. But like with the lid picker, that's like, I, why the hell would you buy one anywhere else? <laughs> Go to motorcycle <laughs> gear. It'll cost you like five extra bucks, which you'll make up in savings anyway, and you, your helmet will fit you. Mm-hmm. A helmet that fits Chuck, which apparently is like not a thing. Yeah, I didn't know it was such a unicorn. <laughs> you go, girl. I mean, it's... <laughs> wow. But yeah, I mean, this has changed how I would shop for helmets now. Yeah. <laughs> Except no substitutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, anything else exciting going on? I mean, you've got the lid picker now. Any other new cool stuff going on at Motorcycle Gear? Oh, gosh. I don't know. We just wound down the season. We're just kind of skating at the moment. October and November, December, well... I guess we get a little bit busier in November and December for a little bit of gift activity. Although, as you guys probably realize, that this type of stuff is not the sort of thing that typically gets bought as gifts. You know? <laughs> Would you buy me this specific jacket? Yeah. No, yeah, buy it your that way, you know? but, um, yeah, gift anyway, certificate. We, we worked hard this summer, and we're kind of winding down and going to skate here for a few months until it ramps back up again. But this time of year is the time of year the manufacturers typically uh, introduce their spring products. And so mm-hmm. we got them on the spreadsheet and we work through them one at a time to measure and photograph and, uh, you know, give our sizing advice. And so that's what we do through the winter time. I mean, we sell... Some- if you guys need any help with, like, you know, a product opinions or something, I we could certainly help. <laughs> you you would be willing reasons. to to uh, try them out for us? Is, is that what you're Yes! I would be willing to try crap out in winter for you, <laughs> which is something few people will offer. How does this jacket do in snow? Well, give me a couple days and I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, we could both do that when, once my Yola runs once again. Your, once your sidecar rig runs again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got sidecar rig, so we can definitely ride in the snow and give you opinions on that. <laughs> well, that's good to know, Yeah, because out here in West Texas, you know, there's... Uh, snow here is like a quarter of an inch on TV. the ground, you know. 
And it's, but it's chaos when it happens, it is. right? It's Everything shuts chaos. down. Yeah. Food flies off the shelves. People are smashing into each other. It's ridiculous. Well, you are in Texas. I we mean, are. Does that, does that change? <laughs> um, no. Food. They're into that thing. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, the website is MotorcycleGear.com. The website for Lid Picker is LidPicker.com. Mm-hmm. Go and check it out. You're going to be, I suspect, surprised. Uh, if you have a helmet that you're not sure about the fit of, yeah, these guys are going to they're going to burst your bubble. It's definitely worth every it's penny. It's going to be awesome. Hey, we're already <laughs> packaging up these Lid Picker kits for all the orders we're going to get after your podcast launches. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both listeners. <laughs> Tell them we sent you. <laughs> Please. Awesome. Paul and Aaron, thanks so much for being on with us tonight. Thanks man. for having us. Hey, thank you. We appreciate the time. So yeah. All right. Well, I uh I my green my green lid picker report and I will be very happy to get it. I st- it's so striking to me how much We'll we'll make sure both are up on the site so you can compare them. But it's see. it's it is startlingly different. Uh, yeah, just, um, yep. <laughs> be glad you're not Chuck, kids. Yeah, be glad you don't have my head, or hope you don't have my head. And if you do, well, good news, Lid Picker will at least tell you the one helmet you can buy. <laughs> you need to buy this. Are you sure? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and it has, it's, it's been worth the money, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's, uh, that, the new, my new Arai. Is is a cool helmet and it fits me really well. What are you going to do with all your other ones? I mean, there's one helmet you can buy now. How are you going to match your helmet color to your bike? Buy like four of the same helmet in different colors. <sighs> I think I'm going to have to make friends with the painter. Mm-hmm. So I can get my large breasted anime girl painted on the side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is not a graphic they offer? No, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. Not for this one, no. This, they, this Arai is sort of like the grown up version. So there's just some stripes. The middle aged guy Arai. Yeah. Yeah, no fun for me. Oh, there, there. <laughs> it's all right. It's one of the ones I could buy too. So we, oh God, we're back to the grass. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> we're back at the two inch grass. Oh man. Even my helmet was against me. <laughs> Curse you helmet. So, well, I, I, uh, I guess I'm off to mow my lawn now. <laughs> it's, it's the middle of Buy a dad helmet. It's the middle of the night. You know, I have neighbors that won't stop. Do people really look at your grass? I don't know. Oh. I don't think they care. <laughs> I was like starting to get worried. I don't think they give a crap. Because, like, is it where there's somewhere in town where, like, they find you for Sandy. that? Sandy will? Sandy will. Oh, I thought, like, West, West Jordan. If you don't have green grass, uh-huh. they, they, uh, oh, okay. they, they cause you problems. Oh, okay. I see your future, and you're buying lots of those desert strands of grass <laughs> that are green when you, like, spit on them. No, no. I'm just going to do what they do in California. Just steal everybody else's water? No. Spray paint it. Huh? Solid. I'm going to paint your bike green. Why would you do that? I'm going to paint your helmet green. Uh-huh. You're going to wake up one night, I'm going to just be standing there with two cans of spray paint. Painting me green? Yep. It's a little weird. not going to lie. <laughs> And then I'm going to say, put on these vents and chaps. That's all you can think of to do for excitement now that you're wearing a dad helmet. <laughs> what have you learned, Todd? <laughs> I've learned that dad shorts could be the only thing in your future. <laughs> I've learned that my head is some kind of mutant. 
And that's all we got time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. Yeah, we could trade helmets. We'll no. be helmet buddies. <laughs> we don't want to trade my helmet. We could be helmet buddies, and we could hold hands, and we could run through the flowers, and we could sing. You got to skip. Skip through the flowers. We'll skip to the shower, and then there will be a discussion about bands and leathers. <laughs> and your pants. <laughs>